You're listening to episode 345 of the Membership Geeks podcast, and today I'm going behind the membership with the one and only Jim Cooney from Amplified Artists. Let's do this. You're listening to the Membership Geeks podcast, bringing you proven practical tips and advice from the leading experts on growing a successful membership business each and every week. And now here are your hosts, Mike Morrison and Callie Willows. Well, hello there. Thank you so much for joining us this week for another fantastic episode of the Membership Geeks podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Mike Morrison, joined as ever by the one and only Miss Callie Willows. Hello there. And today we are once again going behind the membership as Callie talks to Jim Cooney of Amplified Artists all about his membership for people in the world of performing art. Jim has been one of the members of the Academy for a good while now. We love Jim. We've loved his journey. We've loved seeing essentially where he started and where he's now been able to get to with his membership business. And it's a story of um, ups, downs, and uh, an origin for the membership that kind of started in a period of difficulty within his industry. So I'm I'm really looking forward to hearing what Jim had to say. Yeah, it's a great story. And yeah, Jim had always wanted to create a membership site. He's always done teaching in universities and things like that as part of his career. And it wasn't until the pandemic hit that he actually had the time to sit down and create that membership. And as anybody listening will probably know, the performing arts industry was you know, decimated by the pandemic, Mm. everything shut down. So I love that Jim used that time to create this resource that has been able to benefit so many other artists. Absolutely. So I'm really excited to hear what Jim's got to say. Before that, though, if you are listening to this podcast for the very first time, make sure that you hit the subscribe button in your podcast app or wherever it is you're tuning in from. If you're a long-term listener, you know that we love and appreciate each and every second of attention that you give to us. If you have a few minutes to spare, we would be so grateful if you could leave a nice little review, five stars, of course, obviously, in your podcast app, just to let us know that we're doing a good job at delivering those proven practical tips and advice you love so much. If you do that, not only does it warm our cold little northern hearts, but it also helps us to reach more people, to help more people in the membership world. And ultimately, that's what we're here to do. So if you are able to leave us a nice review for the show, hit us up on social, let us know you've done that so we can thank you personally. We're on all platforms at Membership Geeks. I love the fact that I can say that now. Yeah, definitely makes things easier. It makes things easier. If you've been listening to the show for a while, you'll know that trying to give out the social handles used to take forever because it was different on every single channel. Um, Because all those imitators, everyone wanted to be a membership guy. There's only two membership geeks. Um, So anyway, before we go off down that little cul-de-sac, let's get to business. Behind the membership with Jim Cooney of Amplified Artists. I'm very excited. I, I love Jim. I love his story. I love what he's doing in his membership. And I'm sure this is going to be a very insightful conversation. So shall we shall we jump into it? Yeah, dive in. Today we're going behind the membership with Jim Cooney from Amplified Artists. Welcome to the show, Jim. I'm so looking forward to chatting with you today. Yeah, I'm excited to be here. Thanks for having me. It's an absolute pleasure to get this chance. I always love chatting with you. So before we dive into all the the nitty gritty details, though, uh, could you just give my listeners an overview of what Amplified Artists is and who it's for? 
Yeah, sure. So it's for uh, it's a membership community for uh, professionals working in the performing arts. So that's anyone from performers to producers and everyone in between. So, you know, directors, choreographers, writers, um, and it's helping them build uh, careers and lives that they love. And that's kind of like the one line summation of it. But more specifically, there there's like basically three pillars that I feel like in any artist's life. And my membership <clears throat> is specifically for you know, performing artists, but this would be true of, of any artist, I'd imagine that um, these three pillars like artistry, money, and health, and they all have to be equally strong. You know, it's like a house. If you have like walls made of steel, but then one wall is made of straw, then the house is going to eventually implode. So it's helping the performers in these three pillars. And so artistry is, you know, obviously, obviously the art that they're doing, um, but it's also like how like they can brand that and package that in a way that's enticing for people to hire them. It's, it's really helping them know their artistic mission. So instead of just taking whatever job comes their way, like actually curating a career that they want um, it's like their website, their, their reels, their social media, anything that falls like within them as an artist. And then the money side would be more um, you know, it basically is the business side, but I call it money because artists have, you know, they, they fall prey to the starving artist mentality where, you know, they feel like they're, they're not going to ever be able to like have a sustainable career or sustainable life. And it's just not true. Like I, I show people, you know, what the average U S salary is um, and then how many jobs you can do in the theater and dance world that make the same or more money than that. And how it's really just the inconsistency of income, but any freelancer has, I mean, that's why people join membership sites or start membership sites to not have the inconsistent income in the peaks and valleys, but you, there is a way that you can manage that. And I just am lucky that my parents are financial advisors and, you know, I have extended family of entrepreneurs. My grandfather owned his own business. I have aunts and uncles on both sides of the family own their own business. Like it's just kind of in my DNA and it's just, it's not a scary topic for me. But when I moved to New York, I saw that no one really knew this. I mean, I don't know how it is in the UK, but in the US, we're not taught this stuff in school. Like no one teaches you about money and finance and like saving up to buy a home. And I mean, all those things, retirement accounts. But that luckily from my parents and, you know, just coming from the family I do, that is just normal. I mean, when I was 16 and first legally able to work, my parents had me open up my retirement account, which is like, people laugh at that, like at 16, but it's just like how your money compounds over time, right? So it's... um it's something I really want to like help artists with. And I've been doing this for a long time. So that's why I call it money more than the business side. Cause it's really this, this relationship with money. But then of course we do talk about all the business side of like managing your finances, negotiating your contracts, the ins and outs of like the unions and agents and things of that nature. Um, so you can build wealth and, and build a life that you, you know, you really love. And then the last part of that, your health, and, you know, that breaks down into like mental and emotional health. That's obviously your physical health. It's also your spiritual health. Um, you know, in, in this business, they say like you get 10% of the jobs that you're up for, which means 90% of the time you're hearing rejection. And it's not like a product-based business. Like if you, if you didn't buy an iPhone, it's not like Tim Cook is personally going to be hurt. But like, if you're a performer, let's say, and someone says no to you, like, that's you. Like, they're saying no to you, the performer. It, like, you are the product. Uh, even if you're a director or a choreographer, like, it's still your work that's being rejected. And it's usually not because of talent. It's usually all these other things, like relationships that people already have and are you the right height and all these kinds of things. But it's hard to stay positive and optimistic and not have imposter syndrome, inferiority complex, Um you know, all these kinds of things, like you really have to work on that mental and emotional health. 
Uh, and then physical health, obviously, to do our business, you know, not even just for performers, but for all of us, we work really late hours because, you know, shows happen at night. We work really long hours. We work six days a week. It's just like our schedule is not the typical schedule. So, like, you really have to stay on top of your health. And then spiritual health, it's like, to me, whether that's religion for you, whether that's a connection to the universe, a connection to yourself, it's really about the what I call like the work-life balance, uh, the spirituality from that point of view, because if you, you know, our business, we work really, really hard. And so people like become obsessed with their career. And like, that's the only thing that they really hold on to. And then you don't have a life. And so the spiritual side of life to me is like enjoying life, enjoying like being able to go to weddings, which it sounds funny to most people, but you know, I was on tour when my grandfather died, you know, this like almost 20 years ago now. And I wasn't able to go to the funeral because I was in a show. And it's like so many people miss weddings and births of babies and, and funerals and things because of their career. And, you know, I'm trying to change that. And I know a lot of other people are trying to change that, but we have to have this work-life balance, even in like just the day-to-day. I mean, those are obviously big events, but even just your day-to-day, you know, what, what are you doing to take care of yourself as a person and to be a person and be a human being first? Cause you're really a human first artist second. So that's like all the health pillar stuff that we work on. And we bring in people to, you know, talk to the people about their mental health. And obviously we, we address physical health and we have courses for all these kinds of things too, but it's baked into all of the, the content, like, and, and the integration of these three pillars. So you're not just working on your artistry by yourself. How does your artistry affect your money and your health? And how does your money affect your health and your artistry? Like it's all integrated. Um, and so that's, that's like the purpose of the membership is to help people be, you know, equally strong on these three fronts and how to integrate those all together. So that, like I said, they can build this career and life that they really love. I love that. I love how, as you say, how integrated that is and holistic, because it's quite rare to get something that has that balance of, of those elements yeah. rather than being focused purely on business or purely on health and things. Yeah. So that sounds like a great approach. And what made you actually decide to start a membership site then? So, well, like I said about the money stuff, I mean, this is something that I was always helping people with on the side, you know, and then be, started teaching classes in this and then being invited to teach, you know, the universities around the world, this kind of stuff. I also work with um, a lot of professional programs in New York City and, um, you know, certain universities have had me come in just to do workshops or sometimes I'll be like a two week visiting artist or sometimes I've been a visiting professor for a whole year. It just depends on like what the arrangements are. Um And I was always struck by like the stuff that I'm teaching could be taught, you know, we're not doing acting, singing, dancing. We're talking about like all the stuff I just mentioned that could be done over zoom. It could be done over an online course. It could be done, uh, you know, in virtual mediums. And it was like, people would be paying a lot of money to fly me there, to house me, to give me food. And it was great for those students. But then what about everyone else in the world that doesn't have access to that or can't afford to bring someone in? Um, also like, because New York is one of like the, you know, epicenters, especially for like the Broadway musical, like that's probably, I mean, that's where it originated. So there's, there's, you know, you have like London, you have, you know, Sydney, there's some other cities, but New York is probably like the Mecca of it. And so if you don't live in New York, like to be able to have access to New York people to still study with, so you don't have to go like what people usually had to do was like fly to New York, get an apartment, live there, like just giving people access to that, um, and also make it easier for myself, you know, to like just have to record the course one time and then let everyone have access to it. So I initially was thinking, I just need to make some courses in this stuff and then I can just, you know, send this to people and they can do that instead. Um, and when I came across like the membership model, I was initially resistant. I'm like, oh no, there's no way that I'd want to be 
like constantly every month having to be available and like, you know, the content I have to put out every month and then, you know, advertising it every month. Like I'd rather just do like one launch and then it's done. And then if anyone asks about it, I can sell it to them or whatever. Um, but then I was thinking, I was like, well, Jim, like, if you're really trying to help people, <laughs> you know, it's like, this is the other part of it is that I would go, they would fly me somewhere and everyone would be fired up during the workshop. But I knew like, as soon as I went to implement it, questions are going to come up because everyone's business is so different, right? As an artist, like, even if you're all singers, let's say you're all going to have different careers and you're all going to have different things that you're struggling with. It's impossible for me to address all those in one workshop. I mean, I can give you some general guidelines, but people afterwards would then have to email me questions or like they just kind of fizzled out and they, they didn't really do anything, especially with finance. Like, you know, that it's such a big topic that they'd be like, okay, well, I'm going to go do X, Y, Z that Jim told me to do. And then like they go to the bank and then they can't even figure out which account they should be opening. And then like, it just stops there. Right. So I was like, well, if I really want to help people, then it should be a membership because that's how you're really going to, you know, stick with people for the long haul. Um, and so I started listening to like your podcast and other people and, um, you know, checking out different like like courses on like how to do a membership site and stuff. And just the more I heard about you guys saying less is more, less is more, less is more all the time. I was like, okay, so I don't need to be like available 24 seven, five days a week. Okay. That makes sense. And I just kind of mapped out for myself, how much time would it actually take? And of course you never know till you do it. So I was wrong, of course, but (laughs) it still was way less than, you know, my initial reaction. And I really like the idea of not having to launch because I did do some workshops and things that I was in charge of doing the marketing for. And like, it was stressful to like put all your eggs in that one basket. Like, well, if no one shows up for this, I've done all this work for nothing. Whereas with the membership, I, I, I get excited myself when I go in and like think about what it looked like a year ago and like now see all the courses that are in there and all the guests we've had come in. Like I get excited. Like, wow, this is so cool. It's like, I built up this library of content. So it's like the work has more value because it just keeps compounding instead of it being like these one-off things. Um, So, yeah. So I think that's what led me to ultimately, I feel like it was the best way to help people. And I think from a business side of it, it was going to be easier to, you know, manage. And, and you guys also are really good about saying, you know, it's your membership, design it around your life. So I was very conscious when I built it, I need to design it around. I'm still going to be directing shows. I'm still going to be choreographing. I'm still going to be teaching. I need it to be something that I can do anywhere. And that is not going to be so intrusive on my time that, I could be doing a you know, 40, 50, 60 hour work week with getting a show up tech week and then still have time to do what I need to for the membership. So it just seemed very flexible in that way. Awesome. And so I'd love to touch on what you said there about you're, you're doing this alongside kind of still doing shows and things like that. So some weeks you'll, you'll be absolutely, you know, jam packed with that. So how are you fitting the membership in around yeah. things like that? Well, so we only have two live events a month, which one is the Q&A call. And then the other one um, is, well, it, it was member masterminds, which are similar to like the huddles and things you guys do. But we're actually switching that to a town hall format starting this month because I did a survey with members and um, it just seemed like people wanted to like, like have a group think on a topic that's affecting everyone instead of like coming with their individual things because they felt like they could do that on the Q&A calls. So they already like that was being filled. So since I only have those two live events, I can just look at my schedule and be like, okay, you know, here's a day off from the rehearsal schedule, or, you know, I could do it at night because rehearsals it's done at six that day or whatever. Um, so I wish I could be like you guys and like, just plan out your whole like 
you know, live call schedule and like have it be a consistent time or whatever. I just, it won't work for me. And so, and I think it doesn't work for my members either because their schedules change so much based on if they're in a show or not. So um, that's it. And then like, really like the building the course each month or the workshop that we're doing, I can just do that at whatever downtime I have. And, you know, same thing with like social media planning, like, and writing my blog posts, like I just fit that in around and, you know, people like my forums aren't as active as you are. I mean, I have way less, you know, way fewer members than you do too, but it like, I'm not even in my forums every single day, unless people are asking a question, like, of course I'll pop in and answer, but right now it's not, it's not as engaging as yours is. And I would love it to be more, but I think it's, it's just the nature of, you know, what my members want. They, they feel like they could just put something on Facebook and have access to like thousands of people instead of just putting in the membership. So I think they're, they're just used to using social media instead of the forums. But I know that people appreciate having the forums because when they know they have a question, they know it's going to get answered. And I like having the forums because then I can direct people to the answers instead of having to like re-answer the same questions over and over again. So. And how long ago did you actually launch the membership now? It was October of last year. So what was that like four? 15 months now, 15, 16 months. Okay. So you actually launched during the pandemic then, is yeah, that right? So that was actually the, I, I was in thinking mode. I'm very like, this is something I'm trying to get better. I was like, get out of thinking mode and get into action mode. Cause I've been thinking about this for years. Uh, but then when the pandemic hit, I'm like, well, not like, I'm never going to have my schedule as clear as it is now because the whole industry shut down. And so that's when I bit the, you know, bit the bullet and joined the academy. I was like, okay, this is the time I'm going to do it. Like I have the time. And I was blessed with, you know, I know a lot of people have to build their memberships around their existing work schedule. I was, you know, it sucked. I didn't have work, but I had, you know, my whole schedule free. So that was really, you know, in, you know, blessing in disguise to have that. And so that's when I built it and then launched it and, it's scary to launch something when no one can be working in your industry, but still I had people join. I'm like, okay. And, you know, as the industry has opened up, I'm noticing like people are joining more often now and it's starting to pick up momentum because people actually, you know, have things they could be working on because like there's jobs to be had. So. Yeah. It's interesting you say that actually, because it is, it is that kind of audience that has been really hard hit with the pandemic. I think worldwide that's that's not just a an american an issue there so i do find that interesting that you know you were able to launch and still get those members despite it being an industry that was kind of not in decline as such but suffering although i guess there's also that element there of maybe it was a much needed support in a time when when people didn't have much else yeah because i do think it's community and in our business you know you do a show you become really close with that company that you're with and then the show ends and everyone goes their own separate ways and you're in a new show and then you form bonds with that company and so you're always you know like making and breaking these relationships whereas that's something i say about amplified artists is like it's as long as you're a member you're in this community you don't need to be in a show you have a community of people that have your back you have a place to go you can be building relationships and stuff so i think people miss that community which is why some people join but i also think people are like okay i can see the light at the end of the tunnel I need to get my website up to date. I need to get a new reel put together. I need to get new headshots put together. Like it's all the things that they felt like they needed to do. And also they're like, you know, I'm a different person now because the pandemic gave me this time to reflect. So what do I want to do with my career now? And a lot of our members have side businesses. And one of the things that, you know, we talk about a lot is if you are going to do any kind of like side business, it should be aligned with your main career because it's going to fuel your main career instead of just like, 
waiting tables, right? Or instead of just babysitting or things that aren't going to actually help you, like do things in, in conjunction with your, with your career. And like our members have had like really great success with that. And, and that's affected their main career too. And so I noticed like a lot of the people who joined were people who did have that side business. And so they wanted help with that too, from like a business standpoint of like, well, do I need to form an LLC? Do I need to like have an email list? Like all those kind of business things that, um, you know, coming from being, you know, a director or a performer, whatever they were, they didn't necessarily have those skills yet. So, so I'd love to know then what's been your biggest challenge throughout your time running the membership so far? Maybe myself of like <laughs> my perfectionistic nature and like wanting to do all the things. And, you know, I, I see other people that have teams and I see all the things that they're doing. And then I'm trying to replicate that basically being myself. I mean, I have some people here and there that are helping with like, you know, small aspects of it, but in terms of like the content uh, and in terms of like the, the actual build of the website, you know, I'm the one doing all that. And so it's like, I'm trying to add in like every bell and whistle I want and like trying to do all these different kinds of events and trying to market it. And, and like, you know, I've been doing the blogging, but you know, as we've talked, you know, thinking about, well, do I start doing a podcast? Do I start doing YouTube videos? Like what's the next evolution of that? But then like, when am I going to add that into my schedule? So it's, it's been me having to like, let go of my perfectionism. It's been me having to let go of like wanting it to be like all the things right away and just letting it be something simple to start with. Um, and because I did have that luxury of, well, I have my whole schedule free. I got in the habit of just, I'm just gonna work on my membership nonstop. And now it's like, now things are opening up and now I have jobs that I'm working on. And so I'm like, ah, like I can't like get to the things I want to do, but it's like, no, this is what you, you designed it to be like this, that you didn't need to be doing all these things. So it's like, I think myself has been, been the biggest challenge, like wrestling my own like wants versus like reality of what can actually happen. Yeah, I think a lot of people, myself included, <laughs> can relate to that, definitely. Yeah. So if that's been the challenge then, what's made it all feel worthwhile for you? What's kept you going over the last 15 yeah. months or so? Well, seeing the success of people and seeing their wins and seeing them, you know, like overcome things and accomplish things and you know, you know this, but your listeners don't. It's like when I, I did a survey at the end of the first year, just to like see how people are feeling about it. And so I asked people, you know, for when you joined Amplified Artists till now, do you feel more confident? Yes, no, or the same. And a hundred percent of the people said, yes, I felt more confident. That shocked me. I was like, I'll, I'll, I'll be good if like 70, 80% say it, like that I'll feel like mission accomplished, you know, cause you can't help every single person because everyone has different stages and it depends on if they're using the content or not, what all, all those things. But the fact that like every single person said yes, I was like, oh my gosh, like, wow. And then I asked people who were, when they started, if they didn't feel like they were clear on who they were as an artist, because some people come in, they really know that already. But for the people who are not clear, do you feel more clear now? And hundred percent of those people said yes. So I was like, okay, wow, like this is working. And, you know, just seeing them book their first job without having to audition, book their first international gig, book their first leading role, like whatever it would be. Like one, one person was trying to transition from performing to choreography and was really nervous about putting his choreography out there. And then he got like all these views overnight when he first posted his first choreography, uh, piece of choreography and was so fired up that like he got such a positive response. It really like spurred him to go on. It's like those kind of breakthroughs are really, to me, it's like, it's so inspiring. So and that's why I've always been a teacher is because of that kind of stuff. Um, but it's also like, like I said, like the, my own pride of like log, logging into my own site and seeing like all this content I'm building up. And it's like, it's really cool to see and to see people talk about it. When I hear people talking about it, you know, as like this thing. And I'm like, 
it's like something I created and, and like, it's like a, its own living, breathing thing now. It's, it's really cool to see that. I love that. And yeah, that feedback from members that you're getting is incredible. Like you've got to be proud of that. Yeah. I mean, even just like retention, it's like, you know, people I see in your forums talking about, I got to get my retention up. I got to get my churn rate down and things. And like, like knock on wood, like that's not been an issue for me. Like most of the members stay and you know, all but one of my annual members renewed their annual membership. I mean, I don't really have a problem with that. I think once people are in there, they see like, oh, wow, this is really helping me. And I mean, I know like I, like two months ago, I was talking to you about this and being like, I don't know if it's really helping people. Like, and you guys helped me kind of see the, like, look at the facts and be like, Jim, here's the facts. Like, of course it's helping people. And it took like, you got like, I think it just took an outside person presenting it back to me that made me realize, okay, yes, you know, I believe it too now. So speaking of retention, then you mentioned there that your your retention is really good, and yeah, only losing one annual member's a ridiculous retention rate. But are you doing anything in particular to keep members happy and coming back month after month? I do a survey about every six. I mean, I, every new member, like I have the whole onboarding sequence, um, and I I survey them kind of towards the end of the onboarding, just mainly to get like their preferred dates and times because I try to work yes around my schedule, but also what works for other people. But I do ask them then like content preferences of like things that they're working on, just some general things. But every six months I do like a full survey of, okay, what are you using the most? What are you using the least? What would you like to see added in? And I use that to kind of guide. So I guess that could be retention in a way of like, I'm building the membership around what their needs and wants are. Um, When people have like uh, canceled their membership for like a very specific reason, I've reached out to them and said, Hey, like, you know, we could, you know, if it's this scenario, maybe like we could extend your membership for two months or like, well, why don't you, you know, you have this area of expertise, like, and let's have you build out a course and I'll comp your membership for the rest of the year. And like, you build this course out or whatever, like there's things we could do. Like if you're in this financial situation or, you know, we do scholarships where people get their full membership for free. Like there's things I'm doing to like help people um, instead of just like, well, that member canceled, like just let them go. I mean, unless it is like literally like them just saying like, I'm not interested in this anymore or whatever it may be. Um, so I've done a couple of times like those kinds of things, but really I haven't done much in terms of like, with like retention on the mind of like, this is why I'm doing this action. I, I, I really think it's just the, like what they're getting out of it. And, um, you know, I ask people like, do they feel like it's a value for their, for, uh, you know, for what they're paying? And everyone's always said, yes. Like no one has ever said, oh, I wish it was cheaper. They'll say, no, I think like it's really like I'm getting my money's worth. So. So something you mentioned there is that you have a scholarship program. How does that work? So basically I've, um, and this is, you know, there, except for one organization that's public about it, these are all just anonymous donors. Um, But someone approached me and said, you know, I would love to sponsor an artist because I usually, you know, donate money to theaters and the theaters are closed and, I would like to sponsor an artist to go through Amplified Artists for a year. Like, what is the annual membership? And let me like give you that money and then you pay it forward. And, and I was like, it was, it was like so strange. Like as soon as one person said that, it was like all of a sudden it just started happening where like other people were wanting to do that. And, or I would just mention say, this is so cool. So-and-so want to do this. And I'm like, wait, I want to do that too. And so people just started like sending money to do this. And that's how it started off. And then there's a um, a big nonprofit, Broadway Cares Equity Fights AIDS in New York, and they do you know so much outreach, not just with AIDS, but the like, women's health initiatives, all, all kinds of things. Um, 
and I've I've done work for them, like for Broadway Bears, choreographed for that, and like just other events that they've done. I've been involved. Uh, and so this past year, when we raised money, they said, you know, because it's a pandemic and things, we're going to like match dollar for dollar. Like you get to keep like half of what you've earned up to a certain point. And I'm like, well, I don't need that money. So I wrote to them and said, could I use this money for a scholarship for Amplified Artists? And like, uh, yeah, you could do that. And we're also going to double that and give you more money. Wow. <laughs> so I was like blown away, <laughs> shocked. And so they're the ones who are like public. And, you know, I said, can I, you know, let people know that you've done this? This is so beautiful. Um, and so they said, yeah, so that's why I'm able to say them, but everyone else has been anonymous. Um, but it's just like, and again, like that was like, like shocking to me of like, wow, like this is really a thing that, I mean, people recognize this as being like a helpful thing and that they want to donate money to help people. So we do every, um, every six months, I just open it up and say, okay, based on the money we have, we can offer three scholarships, five scholarships, whatever it is. And it's just a one minute video application. And like, we don't ask for proof of financials because it doesn't, it's not even just about the money. It's about if you feel like you've been um, limited in your training, if you feel like opportunities have been limited because of like race or gender or, or any anything like disabilities, whatever it may be. Um, anyone who feels like that they could benefit from this scholarship is able to apply. And it's just a one minute video statement of like, why are you an artist and what do you want to do with your art? Um, and it's like, I cry every time I'm watching them all because they're so moving, uh, you know, everyone's story is so beautiful. So it's, it's been really awesome to be able to do that. Yeah, that's, uh, that's amazing. And yeah, it just goes to show the, the kind of market you're in where, where people are so willing to, to kind of do that kind of give that money and and things. That's, that's amazing. Yeah. So switching gears a little bit now then. We've talked a little bit about retention, but how are you actually getting new members? What are you doing when it comes to marketing the membership? Yeah, so I do, I have my blog post and I have my mailing list and that's really where most of it comes from. Um, I haven't really cracked the nut of like just having people come automatically. It, it seems like I have to do some kind of promo to get people in. So, and that's not, in the beginning I was doing more like price promos just because I feel like people didn't really know what Amplified Artist was yet. I didn't have as much proof of concept of like people actually you know, getting wins and things. So there are more like price-based promos where it's like, you know, a $7 trial for the month or like things like that. But now what I've been doing the last like six, eight months would be like more like splinters where it's like, okay, well, we're going to release this new course and you can have access to it, you know, as part of the membership or like it's a guest workshop or something like that. Um, or doing like a package, like when the industry was starting to open back up in September, I did like a three-month package over the summer where it's like, I call it like the getting back to business package, things like that. Um, uh, like even just like the countdown calendar, the holiday countdown calendar that we do, you know, like those kinds of things, just more like event-based things. That seems to be when people, like I'll see people join during that. And then until I do the next kind of promo, like no one's really joining from my weekly, like emails and weekly blog posts, even though like it always mentions in the blog post, like Amplified Artists, there's always like an, an advertisement to a course that pertains to like whatever the topic's about. Um, people will be joining my list through that, but they don't, I, I haven't seen like anyone just like go right to the website and, and become a member from that. So I do think as, you know, our industry is still half shut down and Broadway shows keep being canceled. So I think until it's fully back open and, you know, I think that, it's still going to be this kind of like weird period where it's going to be on a rolling basis. But 
there's been a lot of universities reaching out to me of like, well, we want our students to be part of this, or we want, you know, we have a careers class for our seniors and we want them to start building relationships in New York. So I have a couple um, calls this, you know, this week and next week about that. Uh, one university is having me come in and do a whole presentation on amplified artists and like offering like a group discount for them. So I think like that's going to be like the next evolution of this is like other organizations wanting to partner with me and and stuff. So um, it's not growing as fast as I'd like it to grow, but it's also still like this weird time. And, you know, as we talked like two months ago, I think I need to be more, it, the blog posts are fine, but I think it's more about me being on video or me being on podcast so they can actually hear me, see me and, and doing interviews with members and like actually getting to see what people are doing to like have these wins and things. I think that's going to be much more exciting for people than just reading a blog post about like, here's what you do to make your website better. or Here's how you get people to take notice of you on your self-tape submission, things like that. And yeah, I'll be really interested to see how those kind of universities and organizations end up working out for you as well. Cause yeah. that's a, a really exciting extra stream yeah. of members there as well. Yeah. First I was resistant to it because like, those are going to be all people who are like just starting out. And I, and I really was gearing this for people who are already at the professional level, like, and not that these students don't have that talent. And, and as soon as they graduate, they're going to be like, quote, unquote, in the professional world. So it's, it's not even that, but I didn't want people who, you know, we have people that have Broadway credits and, and national tour credits and have backup dance for like pop stars and stuff in the membership. Like if it was going to be like, you know, 10 people like that, and then a hundred people in college, it's going to like change. But I think, you know, a, if it gets to that point, I'll handle that when it, it gets there. Because it's just like with you guys, you like you have the growth huddles. You have, you can segment some of your events based on where people are. Um, and B, I think like if I could help someone, why am I like turning something? Like if this is going to really help people, and I'm in the business of helping people. I should help them, you know. So I, I've wrapped my brain around. Like yes, it is something I want to pursue now. Yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to being updated on that in future. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So something I want to touch on is I know you actually just spent like three, four months <laughs> traveling Europe, which definitely gave me major envy <laughs> seeing all your Instagram photos. But I know we've already talked a little bit about how you manage time with the membership, but how did you handle that traveling with the membership? Were you still doing things like those live calls oh, yeah. then or was it a complete yeah, yeah. break? Yeah. So I had um, the first month I knew was going to be the craziest month just because of the way the schedule was of like, it was more like two and three day stays. And I was going to be on like a, a boat for a week and things like that. So that month I actually had, we did a course that was led by one of our members actually. Um, and as part of it, we were releasing a module each week. Cause it was, it was a pretty intensive course. It was building your own physical uh, fitness and nutrition program, like for your own career goals and like your body and all that. And so it was pretty involved. And so we just did like one module a week because each module had like six, seven lessons and workbook actions and things like that. And as part of that, we wanted to help people. So we did a weekly call with her where she would just make herself available. So anyone have questions on that week's module. So I set that all up with her before I left so that, you know, I could just check in with her and just say, how's it going? Like, are people coming? Do you need help with this? X, Y, Z, whatever. Um, so that I didn't have to be as involved, but then the rest of the months that I was gone, cause it was almost four months then. Yeah. I just did all the calls around my own schedule. Um, and I tried to build out as much content ahead of time, but still it's like, you can't, you know, you can't build out everything. And so, you know, I, I just said it in my schedule that I was going to work two or three days a week and then sightseeing and living in Europe <laughs> the other four days a week. And unfortunately, like, the internet would be bad in some places or not existed in some place because it would just cut out and they couldn't fix it for three days. Um, so 
it was more stressful than I anticipated it being. However, it was doable. And like my big fear, like, like my goal, I should say, like when I, when I left, I'm like, okay, I just have to accept that I'm not going to be able to be as present with marketing, all these things. I'm probably going to lose members during this time. It's okay. Like, I just like, I'm going to have this life experience. I'll pick things back up and build it, you know, whatever I've lost. Well, ironically, I didn't lose anyone. I gained people while I was gone. <laughs> and so I was like, okay. So like, I didn't need to be so afraid of that. And like, this is good to know that if I do come across a time where like, I'm doing like three shows at the same time and I really don't have that much time for the membership, it's going to be okay. So like, it was a good learning lesson in that regard. But I also think like, like you, again, like I designed it that I could work remotely. And I designed it that I could, if I needed to only work two days a week, because I knew that I might be busy with the show. So because I built it like that, like an unintended perk was like, oh, well, I also could travel and do this. Then I could like be on holiday for three months and like go sightsee. And I mean, I was still working on like scripts and things with like writers, helping them develop stuff. So I was still doing work, but it's not the same as being in rehearsal, you know, eight hours a day, six days a week. Yeah, definitely. And I think that's great because I think one of the things that puts a lot of people off starting a membership is that kind of, well, does that mean I can never go on holiday again? Does that mean I can, you know, I'm always going to be tied to it and I'm going to have this fixed schedule. So I think it's great to hear that, you know, you you absolutely can travel. You can make it work around mm-hmm. everything that you're doing. Yeah. I mean, if the live call, like mine, at least are only an hour, so that's two hours a month. I mean, anyone can find two hours a month to be live on Zoom or however you do your calls. It's more of like, the marketing it's more of the you know developing the courses like that's the stuff you have to figure out like and work around your schedule but you know like you can batch content like as you guys talk about i mean there's there's ways to do it you can hire out people to do it i mean there's ways you can do it to make it work for you as long as you're smart about it and and you plan it that way Um, and you mentioned there as well uh, a couple of times that you've had members create content for you so how are you working that is that you're approaching specific members asking them to Mm -hmm. create trainings on a certain topic yeah if it's like something that's aligned with our membership and it's like not my area of expertise like i i am licensed in some group fitness so i i'm part of that world i you know i know the anatomy things like that but i'm not licensed in nutrition or i'm not actively like that's not something i'm actively pursuing so people who are actively doing it, that's going to, they're going to be way more on, up on speed on the topics and they're going to be more qualified to talk about it. So it was going to be something I would hire in someone to do anyway. But if it's someone that I know that's an expert in it, that's in my membership, it made sense for me to like ask her and just say, Hey, you know, would you like to build this out? And, um, you know, I think like it also lets people feel more like they're a part of the membership. Like we, we've done member challenges before where like a member will lead the challenge. Um, I think it's just nice. It's a nice way to get people involved. And, um, you know, it's, it, it hasn't gotten to the point where people are just like reaching out and say, Hey, I'd like to do a course. And this. I'd like to do a course. And that. like, that's going to be a little tricky if people are coming up with ideas that maybe I don't feel like are so aligned with what we're doing or whatever, but that it hasn't been an issue because it's mainly been me reaching out and no one has really been like, well, why is that person getting to teach? And I'm not like, it, it hasn't been any of that kind of stuff. People are actually excited to learn from their, their fellow members. And how are you arranging that with them? Are you giving them free membership, paying them? Yeah. Yeah. So free, you know, I comp like X amount of months for them based on like what they're doing and whatnot. And um, it seems to work out well. And like I said, they're excited to do it. So it's, and it also like, I've told them like, you don't need, you, you're building this for us and it's going to stay in our content library for, you know, indefinitely. But if you want to take your same course and sell it outside of Amplified Arts, you want to have it on your website, like it's your course, it's your content. So like, I just look at it as like, I'm licensing it by 
by, you know, offering the free membership or whatever. So that's for them, like, well, I'm going to basically kind of get paid to build this, you know, because they're getting the free membership and then I can use it in my own career. So it's, it's like a win-win for them. And for me, you know, it's a win for all of us. Awesome. So overall then, what impact would you say having the membership has had for your life and business so far? Well, considering that my industry was shut down, it gave me something to do. I mean, that's been the biggest impact. Like, I don't know what I would have done. You know, I I really don't know. I mean, I've seen so many people be depressed and like, uh, just feel lost. And I did feel, I had my own like breakdown days where I'm like, my whole city's closed. I'm not even living in my city right now. Like I, the, what I used to do every day for my life is just completely gone. And, you know, it, it's just, it's very depressing. It's like, you feel like you're having this identity crisis, but this was like every day that I got to work on this, it's like, okay, I'm in my element. I'm doing the things I already teach. So it, it kept me probably sane. It kept me um, excited and motivated and all those kinds of things. Um, and now it's given me the freedom of, I don't have to be you know, before, like when I was teaching these things, it's like I had to be at this university at this time, or like if I was working with a program in New York, I'd have to be there these mornings. And it's now it's like, I, I can design it around my life. So it's much more, I have much more freedom and it's the stability of it. Like, I don't have to rely on someone calling me to have me come in and teach something. Like I have my membership recurring income now. So those are like icing on the cake. When someone calls me to come in and teach, that's just extra bonus money on top. But I still have my kind of like, this is my main bread and butter. Uh, I mean, obviously like most of my income still comes from my directing and choreographing. Like that's my like main job. This is more of like my side or like secondary thing, even though it feels like the last year and a half, it's been more of my main thing just because of the nature of the pandemic. But um, I do think that it's given me that like, just like, I don't have to worry now about trying to fill in the gaps of in between shows I'm directing. I don't have to worry about like, okay, how am I going to fill in the gaps with this? I already know that. And even when I'm doing the directing shows, I'm still also making that money from the membership. So it's just like that extra, you know, comfort that you're getting. Yeah. So there's a big piece of mind there. And yeah, I do love that you've been able to kind of turn that pandemic situation around essentially. And and it gave you the time to be able to create this, which yeah, you can move forward with from now on. So final question as we wrap up then, I would love to know what would your top tip be for anybody listening who's just starting a membership now? Well, besides joining the academy, (laughs) like that's like top tip number one. I mean, you have to like, I I mean, you can watch all the YouTube videos you want to, but it's just like you've got to have, I mean, the roadmap is so helpful. The community is so helpful. Like you guys are obviously so helpful. It's like, you really need that support i think like it i i would not my membership would not be anything if it wasn't for the academy so <clears throat> that'd be the top tip but i think like beyond that it's just like keep it simple it's like what i keep i mean i know you guys have a different roadmap now but on the roadmap that i did um i don't remember what lesson but it was sometime early on and mike was saying keep it super simple keep it super simple like i just kept repeating that mantra to myself because like i said i have a tendency to just want to do everything and i'm still having to tell myself keep it simple jim keep it simple but I, I wish I would have listened to that even more. I caused like a lot of work for myself and like tried to build out things that I didn't even know. Like, it's really true what you guys say that you don't know, like your members are going to guide everything for you. You think it's going to be one thing and it's not. And like things I thought people were really going to care about, they didn't care about Pe- things. I thought no one would really care about. It's like the most important thing to them. So I'm like, Oh, okay. So I've had to like change gears so many times and like, and that's great. Like I'm happy to do it, but 
I wish I would have started much more simple and just let people guide it from the very, very beginning instead of like launching and then letting people guide it. Awesome. So thank you so much for joining me today, Jim. It's yeah. been an absolute pleasure. And I, I'm really excited to see where you take the membership this year as well. It'll be me too. Uh, <laughs> interesting. I'll keep you posted. <laughs> for anyone listening who would like to check out Jim's membership, please head over to amplifiedartists.life or check the show notes for the direct link. And if you're an Academy member, then you're probably already familiar with Jim from the forums. He's a, he's a familiar face around there, but I'm sure he'd be happy to answer any questions you have about things that he shared here there as well. I'm just sure. uh, volunteering you there, Jim. Yeah, for sure. No, I'd be happy to. <laughs> um, all that's left for me to say right now, though, is thank you so much for sharing your journey with us today, Jim. Thank you. Thank you so much once again to Jim for joining me on this episode. I so loved our conversation and everything that Jim's created so far. And I'm so excited to see what's in store for him. The, the insights that he shared there in terms of being approached by universities and things like that. The future is bright, I think. Definitely. And it couldn't happen for a nicer guy. He's generally just a solidly nice guy doing this for all the right reasons. And I think for me in particular, what I loved hearing about was the whole scholarship scheme yes. he's been able to set up. I think that, if nothing else, demonstrates why he's doing this, why he's into it, and just what he wants to give back to his industry. And what a what a, just a powerful, phenomenal, fantastic thing to be in a position to do. Yeah, it's absolutely awesome. And I love that, you know, it just shows so much about that industry that Jim's in as well, the generosity of people mm. to do that too. So yeah, it's, it's a tribute to what Jim has created and to the the market in general, I think. Absolutely. And I think, you know, that industry, and we said it in the, the intro before we jumped into that conversation, that industry was just on its knees right from the get-go from the pandemic. And it's probably as, as kind of things keep popping back up and there's little waves and little surges and stuff it's that world that's kind of amongst the first that immediately is impacted like every time the public get a little more nervous or every time people have been a bit more cautious the theaters shut down and hospitality shuts down and so it's still on really shaky ground at a time where i think more people are actually being able to to get back to a rhythm so the fact that first of all jim's been able to use the just crazy circumstances of the last couple of years to really spur on his membership and to find another way of, of working within the industry. That in and of itself is just fantastic. But the going above and beyond to actually find ways of giving back, again, it speaks to the man, but also speaks to what you can do uh, with a, a platform like that, which which having a membership gives you. Yeah, definitely. And I love that Jim has taken such a holistic approach to what he teaches in the membership as well. So he isn't just helping with that business side, he's helping mm. people with the the life side of things as well, which, you know, a mindset mentality and things in the last year or so in particular, you know, for artists, it's such a huge thing. So yeah, it's such a great service that Jim's offering. Yeah. And we have to admit to being particularly envious of of Jim's ability to have jaunted around the world um, on holiday for a big period of time. But that, again, just shows, you know, he, he hasn't shied away from, from talking about during your conversation how much work goes into his membership. And we always say memberships, they are a business. It's not passive income where you get to just sip cocktails on a beach and do 30 minutes of, of work a week. You know, it takes work to make it work. But 
the fact Jim's been able to do that while on a beach or while in a variety of different countries and traveling just shows the kind of flexibility that being a membership site owner has. And I think, you know, if, if you're someone in that industry, if you're part of Jim's community and you see that, you know, he's able to kind of thrive and, and have that variety and have that enjoyment, and have that flexibility in his life. That's got to be inspiring and motivational for you too, as, as one of his members. Oh, yes, definitely. I think, yeah, he's definitely living the example, I think, there. Totally. And we're big, big fans of eating your own dog food and leading by example. And I would say within that world in particular, Jim is very much um, emerged as as a leader for his fellow performing artists. So I love these behind the membership uh, interviews and conversations. Let me, let us know on social. Do you love them too? What was your best takeaway, your favorite thing that Jim talked about? Is there anything that has inspired you to do something similar for your own industry? Could you set up a scholarship program? Could you look at those kind of opportunities? Um, let us know. Hit us up on social. Or if you're in our free Facebook group, give us a shout in there. You can head to talkmemberships.com or just search for Membership Mastermind on Facebook. Or of course, if you're an Academy member at membershipacademy.com, then yeah, you'll always already know Jim. Jim is a familiar face. So um, pop a little post in the forum and let them know how much you love today's episode. Ah. Yeah, I think that's it for another yeah, week. Yeah, that is it for another week. Thanks so much for joining us. Thanks to Jim again for being such a fantastic example in his industry, a fantastic Academy member, and now a fantastic guest on Behind the Membership. We will be back again next week with a regular episode where we'll be delivering those proven practical tips and advice to help you to grow your membership. So we'll see you then. If you enjoyed this week's episode of the Membership Geeks podcast, we invite you to check out membershipacademy.com. Membership Academy is the original membership about memberships, and it's the essential resource for anyone at any stage of starting, growing, and running a successful online membership business. Whether you're still trying to figure out what your idea is going to be and you need some help making it a reality, or whether your website is already up and running and you're looking for ways to grow and attract new members, then Membership Academy can help you to get to the next level. Not only do you get access to our step-by-step -step membership roadmap, our extensive training library, and exclusive member-only discount and tools, you'll also become part of our supportive, active community of membership owners that will help you along the way in your journey with feedback, encouragement, and advice. All of this and more make Membership Academy the number one place to be for anyone looking to start, manage, and grow a successful membership business. Check it out and join the community at membershipacademy.com. Do you want to boost your member signups and take your membership to the next level? If so, you're not going to want to miss the free webinar that I'm running on Tuesday the 26th of March. It's called Supercharge Your Membership Sales and it is entirely free. During the webinar, you will learn how to level up your core membership sales funnel for more traffic leads and sales. You'll discover the biggest roadblocks that could be costing you sales right now and most importantly, how to fix them. And we're going to cover the key tactics that you need to have in place to successfully market and scale your membership. Plus, you get the opportunity to tap into my years of expertise in the membership space and have me help solve your current sales and marketing challenges.
So, if you want to take your membership sales to the next level, join me on Tuesday, March 26th at 7pm UK time and go to membershipgeeks.com slash webinar. That's membershipgeeks.com slash webinar to secure your free seat today.